Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and writer with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plate slash on our minds. Here we are. Gilmore is practically in my lap. He's being mad cute as per usual. <laughs> Sarah and I just spent like maybe a good hour <laughs> venting to each other. Yeah, we just recorded like a whole podcast yeah, off air. Off air. Um, talking a lot, catching About up. life. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling we're going to talk a lot today because we have our first Q&A episode. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. This is all about love and relationships because we're very close to Valentine's Day. Yeah, I think this comes out on the 12th. Yeah. So figured, you know. Get you in the romantic mood. Yeah. Maybe. Or not. Who knows? Yeah. Um... (laughs) I mean, we just chatted a lot about what's going on in my life. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I do have a salty and a sweet that's like my first salty sweet combined, I think. Okay. Which is, I officially muted my first person on Instagram. Oh, is it someone you know in real life? Yes. Oh, okay. Is it a college friend? No. A high school friend? No. <laughs> is it someone I just know from my adult life? And. Okay. Um, someone our age or yeah around around our age okay um I'm happy to tell you off air <laughs> uh, uh, but basically I realized the other day I was on Instagram and I kept seeing this person's crap yeah. and I was just like and it always for whatever reason is like the first Instagram story that would pop mm-hmm. up and without fail every single time I would roll my eyes and then I would just be mm. like swipe or I would almost stop myself from like closing the app because mm-hmm. I just couldn't stand it anymore. I started to really resent my feed, mm. I guess. So was it Ugh. something like you didn't like this person's content or you have a problem with this person and it's just a reminder of that? I think it's the content primarily, but it is a reflection of who they are, you know? Okay. It's like you can be with someone and appreciate them and like them. Mm-hmm. But then there's this, I feel like we live in a weird time where people have a persona online oh. that isn't what you like about them, I guess. Okay. So there was a lot of showmanship with this Instagram that I was just mm-hmm. not feeling. Mm-hmm. And so why is it? It's someone you would have felt uncomfortable unfollowing, I take it? Yes. So the reason why I wouldn't... Normally, I would just unfollow. I unfollowed many a people Yeah. that I don't know in my real life. But Mm -hmm. this would definitely be someone that would pick up on the fact that I wasn't following them anymore. Yeah. So I muted. And they will never know. Is it someone I follow? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. This is... No. Different friend circles. But... um. Definitely someone who, it's not that I dislike this person at all. Mm-hmm. It's just that I couldn't stand to see their crap anymore. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel like I didn't like them, you know? Yeah. It's almost like I had this gross feeling in my mouth whenever I saw that person out because I would know all this stuff that they had shared and I was just oh. like, I don't like this. Oh. Like, I'm judging you off of your yeah show you're putting online. Anyway. Uh-huh. This is all very vague, but it felt really good because Uh it was the first time I was like, I'm going to use my powers. Mm -hmm. And it felt like a great release. And Mm -hmm. I can happily move on with my relationship with this person in the real world. And not even, maybe I'll even have a better relationship with that person because I don't have that 
gross Instagram thing to worry about anymore. So there right. you go. Yeah. That's okay. my combined salty sweet. So if anyone's had experience with the mute button, I feel like I've joined a club. <laughs> so you're going to start good. hitting that button. I know. I'm going to be like muting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my salty is that I just finished dealing with an eye problem. <sighs> so I wear contact lenses and I had an issue with my left eye that like a few months ago, I thought it was my contact lens that was the problem. So I ordered a new one, which is the whole process for me in itself. Right. Because mine have to be custom made and it takes like four weeks for me to get a new one. Because Sarah's legally blind. Yes. <laughs> but then I got my new one and the problem was still happening. So then I was like, oh, like, this must be not an issue lens. with my eye and not the contact lens. So I already had a normal eye checkup scheduled for shortly after that. So I was just planning to ask my doctor about it at that time. So sure enough, he found something wrong with my eye. But I had to not wear my contacts for two whole weeks and use an eye drop in my eye. So... <laughs> I hate wearing my glasses. <laughs> and also for a little more than half of the two weeks time, I was wearing my older glasses because I just got a new pair, like mm-hmm. kind of halfway through. And I really couldn't see out of them. <laughs> so I am already blind, but then I was wearing glasses and I still felt blind. Like I felt like I was just walking around squinting at yeah. everything. And also because our healthcare continues to be the worst... This pro this problem cost me a few hundred dollars to fix for like some eye drops, a couple eye doctor visits. Of course, know. could be free. No, <laughs> no, and I'm not even asking for it to be free. But you know, if it could cost like a reasonable amount of money, you know, yeah. when the eye drops alone cost me a hundred and ten dollars, so much that the pharmacist was like, "Are you sure you don't want to call your doctor and like?" See if there's another option. And you're like, this is my option. Like, Trust me. I don't have any options. This is the only option. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. So that was a real bummer. And then my sweet is that I did have my first nutritionist appointment. Oh, nice. Which went really well. So I'm really glad that I did it. Did you guys was... jive? Yeah, okay. we definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> um, it really felt like talking to a therapist. Interesting. Because she, I mean, I'm sure nutritionists are wildly different depending on who you go to. Mm -hmm. But because she's so into like intuitive eating, she's very careful about using words like detox and cleanse and putting someone on a strict diet and all this stuff. Because I even asked about the keto diet and like what she thought about it. Because from what I've read... um, I was like, kind of sounds like I might be a really good candidate for that. And I had heard on a podcast someone who's like in the keto world talking about how it can actually be really great to do just like as a cleanse for like a month or two to help reset your system. And then like you don't necessarily have to do it for the rest of your life, but it can be a way to help reset Mm -hmm. your blood sugar or, you know, give your pancreas a break or whatever. And she was like kind of stopped me and it was like, you know, I really like basically the whole, when we talk about it as a reset kind of thing, she's like, I really try to stay away from that. And I was saying how 
I can get the benefits of keto by making small changes over time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like that makes a lot of so sense. So she has a totally centered, healthy idea of like, <laughs> what if nutritionists yeah. <laughs> should be offering clients? Like what a thought. I know. It was really nice. And she sounds um, very cool. Yeah, like, we had a really great chat, and then she sent me a follow-up email with some recipes based on what we had talked about, and now I can just, like, email her questions. I've already had a little bit of a back and forth with her, uh-huh. asking some questions. She also gave me a probiotic to try, which seems to be working pretty well for me. Cool. But, like, the main thing we talked about was really just trying to remove a lot of this stress and like rules I've placed on myself for like when and what I can eat, which have come as a result of all my digestive issues and stuff and trying to fix that. Your own self-prescribed. Right. And so like things kind of just like really listening to my body, but also like if I wake up starving, then don't wait until like a couple hours later after my workout to eat when I like by that time it's my body's like oh my god I can't wait to put food in my mouth right and because she was saying like that might be setting me up to feel hungry all day because my body is trying to avoid that feeling so I've been working on like if I wake up starving I'll have a little snack before my workout right and I honestly feel like it's helping (laughs) so and just kind of trying to relax about everything because I was getting so stressed out by how hungry I felt. So all day I would be like, oh no, am I going to be hungry in two hours? And then when I am, I just feel stressed and I'm like, why am I hungry? Mm -hmm. And it was kind of just getting worse and worse. So it was really nice to just talk all this through with her and have her kind of calm my fears and be like, you know, maybe let's just relax a little bit. (laughs) It's like, oh, maybe that would be good for me. So at this point, I'm just, I have a couple things I'm going to be trying. And then when I'm ready to, I'll just set up another appointment when I want to talk to her. But I feel like it went really well. And I'm hoping that, you know, I'm on the path to just, yeah, yeah, like I had to fill out a questionnaire before I went and it asked like what my main goal was talking to her. And I said something like, I just want to be able to like, not be stressed about food all the time Mm -hmm. and not like thinking about it all the time so even though I'm a foodie and I love recipes and thinking about food in that way it had gotten to a point where I was just like constantly wondering right what should I be eating when should I be eating it is this good is this bad yeah Yeah. is this gonna leave me hungry in two hours or not or is this gonna spike my blood sugar and all this stuff so do you have another meeting set up with her no like I'll just set it up when I want to. Cool. So it's very loosey-goosey. Like, I could never see her again if I want to. Right. Or you could be like, I've done this for a while and I'm not feeling better or... Yeah. Or if I just have a... noticed. Yeah. If I just have, like, a simple question, I can just email her. That's cool. So I feel like I really got my money's worth out of it, too. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. That's good. We'll check. Yeah. Shall we get into our love and relationship Q&A? Okay. (laughs) Well, we're both two very tied down ladies. Yes. So I've been dating Luke for six years and Robert and I are coming up on eight years. Man. Yeah. Doesn't that sound so weird? I know. (laughs) 
Anyway, so we're we're like kind of living vicariously through these <laughs> questions. I kind of love it. Yeah. So also um, thank you to everyone who yes, wrote in. Yeah. We really appreciate we're it. We're keeping everyone anonymous. Right. For everyone's uh, you know, privacy. Mm-hmm. Um some of them are not necessarily like super private questions, but we're just right. you know, keeping yeah. it keeping it vague. Um and obviously we are not experts. <laughs> So definitely not take our advice with a grain of salt. Yeah. So this is just a conversation. Just fun. Yeah. Yeah. This is just fun. So we wanted to have you guys spill the tea. So this will be exciting. Yeah. So our first question is not a question. Okay. So this is not a question, but I'd love to know both of your experience dating. What quote unquote type of dater were you? <laughs> Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. So I wasn't a dater, really. I yeah. mean, I never, I don't think I've actually ever gone on like a blind date. I've never mm-hmm. gone on an app okay. to date. I know. Wow. Um, I've either been set up with like, well, just like someone who I liked and then we, he would ask me to hang out and then it would, that would be that. Yeah. Um, and we'd maybe go on a date like that, but it Mm -hmm. was never like I'm actively seeking for someone, I guess. Mm. Like I wasn't on the prowl for like a boyfriend for most of my life. But did you ever go on like one date or a couple dates with someone and then just be like, no, I'm not interested. Maybe a few. Yeah. Yeah. But most of the time it was like situational, life was busy, or I just, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah. I, I've yeah. gone on like a few of like first dates and I was like, I'm not feeling that. Okay. Yeah. But we just remained friends. Right. So that's typically how it would go. Okay. <laughs> Even with like Luke, like he was actively dating before we, when, when he met me, he was actively seeking out, right. going on apps, taking girls out on dates. Going on second dates, trying to figure out the right person. I've never, mm-hmm. like, felt that that hunt mentality of, like, I want to find right. someone. Yeah. It's all very, like, loosey-goosey. I feel like, I feel like if I were to be single again, I'd be so bad at dating. Because <laughs> yeah. I have no game in that at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't either. Seriously. Um, which is kind of funny you, that you we're answering on, these questions. You were on apps, right? Not really. You had one app? Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. Um, what type of dater were you? I, very monogamous. Yeah, I'm a serial monogamist as well. Like, basically, I'm either interested in dating someone, like, all in, or I'm not interested. I kind of feel <laughs> the same way. And I wish I had been more of a casual dater, just because that's an experience. Uh-huh. But... I just don't think I'm wired that way. Here's you know my what problem. I mean? What? If I like someone, like you said, I'm in. Right. And I'm not very I'm not very good at playing it cool. Yeah, like I'm not a casual dater. No. Like I could see maybe if I was dating someone who I like if I on an app dating someone I didn't know get getting a sense of if I like them or not, but I could I can't really imagine casually dating Multiple several people, people at one time. Oh my god. Like I can't even I can't even think about that. Yeah. It, I have like a one track mind. Yeah. So like I I was never boy crazy. 
And I was. <laughs> so I had, I had, a, I kind of like pseudo dated my brother's best friend when I was a freshman in high school. Drama. Because I wasn't allowed to date him because he was a senior and Drama. I was a freshman. <laughs> so that was like a fling of sorts. Yeah. Well, high school is different. Like, I don't even consider my high school experience when yeah. I talk about this. Well, and then, so I dated Luke, your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. If everyone did, did not listen to our episode with Robert and Sarah, like, yeah, this Me, is okay. Robert and Luke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Robert. With the guys. Robert, Sarah, Luke, and I. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so Luke and I started dating when I was a junior in high school. I was 16, which is so young looking back. I'm like, oh, my God. I was a little baby. Seriously. So I was 16, and then, and he and I had been friends first, so we knew each other. Right. And then we started dating, and then we broke up right after college when I was, like, 22. Yeah. Or 21. And that's a good chunk of your life. Like, that's a big... It's a huge chunk. That's and it's a big like, chunk. Formative yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. So he and I broke up, and then I was like, like you were saying, like, I was like, I don't know how to date. I don't know what's going on with anything. I went to an all-women's college. <laughs> I'm not gay. I'm not bi. So Slim pickings. <laughs> I don't want to date anyone from high school. Yeah. You know, I'm back in my hometown. Yeah. So this is how I ended up on an app. Right. Where it's so funny because I, I was, like, at my best friend's apartment, like, Valentine's Day weekend. She was on a date with her boyfriend of the time. And I was, like, in my feelings. <laughs> and so I went on to OkCupid not to, like, be on the app, but just to be, like, listen, there are other people out there in the world. Yeah. And you're going to have options. Yeah. And so I, like, filled out a profile so it would show me people. And Robert was the first one on it. <laughs> and they are married. <laughs> and which was really funny because at the yeah, even then I was like I was like, oh, he seems nice. And I was like, oh, like But like I the likelihood of you meeting your now husband as your first right. like person. Yeah, and I think he was literally the top person that they showed me on I mean, Cupid. Maybe there's something to it. I don't know. Yeah, so and and even then I was still was like, well, I'm not gonna I'm not going to date yet. But then I, like, basically developed a crush on him. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to message him. And now I'm married to him. <laughs> there you go. So that's my dating there mystery. <laughs> I feel like uh, in high school I was definitely boy crazy. But I wasn't, like, I don't even, like, consider dating in high school a real thing. Because it was just, you would have a crush on someone. And then right. you would just be, like, dating. Yeah, because you, you didn't, know? like, really... I mean, maybe he'd, like, buy your movie ticket. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think Luke and I went to, like, a movie Yeah. for our first date. And I remember, okay, so in my, I guess my most, I guess, dating time of my life, I was a jun- my junior and senior year of college. I feel like but college is just, a nice time to date. That was just, like, my free as a bird time of my life. Like, I yeah. didn't want nothing. Like, I was yeah. just, I kind of had, like, major crushes on certain guys, but mm-hmm. never dated necessarily any mm-hmm. of them. I had flings, but not mm-hmm. like 
I don't know. I definitely, but that's the thing, like, liked them a lot. Mm. But I am not very good at playing it cool. So So why didn't those flings turn into something? I mean, everyone was leaving, graduation, people moved across the country. Mm. I wanted to be open because I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to move to California. I don't know where my life's going to go. Yeah. So it was like, you know, it was both parties. But I also, if I liked someone, it was game on. Yeah. So... Right. Otherwise, I'm pretty much aloof. So, but you've dated more than me then. I probably have dated more than you. Yeah. But I also feel like I am a monogamist at heart. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not very, I'm not very good at dating, necessarily. So you're hearing these answers from two very not good daters. (laughs) But we also, we have relationship experience. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So, okay, so this is a good question to go off of that says, what is your opinion on all the dating apps? Solely based off of appearance, swiping left and right, and all that jazz. I feel that it's not right for someone to put all of their good qualities on a little profile and not have dating be about, like, the whole person anymore. Do you feel like it makes our generation more insecure? Oh, my God. Well, you have more experience with this than me. What do you think about this dating app world we live in? Well, here's how I feel. I mean, granted, my... Experience is minimal, but it was successful. Right. So I really liked that because for me, like, yeah, Robert was the first guy I looked at, but the reason I came back to him to actually message him was because all the other ones that I would be like semi interested in, I would always get to a point on their profile where I was like, this is a no go for me. Mm -hmm. This is a red flag or. What do they call it? But yeah, so there was always something where, and I did try to keep in the back of my mind, I was like, well, they're like 85% seem like the right kind of person for me. So it wouldn't hurt to go on a couple of dates and see how it goes. And were you able to message each other before you met? Like Mm -hmm. send each other texts or... So we messaged each other back and forth on the app for like two or three days Mm -hmm. and then made plans to get dinner, and then we were actually texting, like, the whole day before we had dinner. And we were even like, maybe we should stop texting so we still have stuff to talk about when we get to dinner. <laughs> um, but I I think it is nice to, especially, like, if you are going on a dating app, like, OkCupid was more for, like, wanting a relationship as opposed to Tinder is a little more for, like, hookups and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's a different thing. But... If you're trying to find someone to have a relationship with, I think it can be really nice to have it narrowed down Mm -hmm. because even though I straight up stalked Robert online and knew (laughs) a lot about him before I met him, um, and I created this idea of who he was in my head, once we started dating, I realized that he was completely different than I thought. Right. In a lot of ways. Right. So I still had to relearn in my head who he was as a real person. Not as this figment of your imagination. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like yeah. for me, I'm someone who... I'm very much attracted to intelligence and wit and banter and mm-hmm. just chemistry like happens with conversation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I were to go on dating apps now, I feel like I'd be really bad at sifting through these pictures, like swipe left, mm-hmm. swipe right. I mean, I guess there is a certain element to attraction. Yeah. But what happens if there's this total hottie that you see, right. but you message him and he's a total dud? 
then you then like, you move bye. on, and then yeah. I feel like I might have passed by someone who I would have really great chemistry with just right. based off of a picture or but a few I also pictures. Think that attraction is really important. Oh, like, I even agree. though it's like shallow and surface level, it's still really important to be physically attracted to each other. Oh, I get it. I'm just saying, like, I think to, for myself, for that sort of swipe left, swipe right swipe left swipe right world that we live in Mm -hmm. I feel like I'd really struggle with finding Mm -hmm. the right guy because I'd probably be attracted to dummies (laughs) (laughs) well but even those don't they still have like a little mini profile yeah uh, I guess that's right yeah see I think it could still work though because okay say you see a super hot dude and then you click on him to look at his profile and Uh you're like ugh, (laughs) and then you'd be like no I'm not interested but maybe you see someone who you're like, oh, he's kind of cute. Like, yeah. you know, I could be into that. And then you look at his profile and you really like what he wrote. Yeah. And then he becomes more attractive in your eyes. But isn't there a certain swipe- element of branding to this whole thing? Like you yeah. have to sell yourself. That's kind of gross. Yeah, but I mean... But it's the world we live in, like, so we have to. But is it worse than just, like, going to a bar and trying to look hot and pretending to be cute and funny? You're right. I mean, aren't we always putting on a show when we're mating (laughs) or whatever? When we're mating. (laughs) No, but seriously, yeah, you're right. I mean, just because I don't have personal experience, I feel like I really don't love the idea. I mean, I think Bumble's a little cool, like, about Mm -hmm. the... Female have to reach out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think, though, I, I think mm-hmm. it would make me feel insecure, too. Yeah. Like, how do I present myself on that right. app to actually reflect who I am? I think it could make our generation more insecure just in the way that, like, social media and the internet in general does. Where, like, yeah. if you aren't getting the validation that you want then you can feel like there's something wrong with you. Right. Internally, there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there are obviously pros and cons to it. Yeah. But I also think that it's nice because, like, no one has time. I, I know. <laughs> you know, people are working, like, two jobs or three jobs. It's so much easier you... to go on an app than to be like, I'm going to happy hour and I hope someone cute shows up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I think you can just... Take also, some of the bull crap out of it. Think about your workplace too. There are some workplaces where like young people are abound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I work in a school where there's I mean, maybe seventy percent of the staff is over like fifty years old. Yeah. Like slim pickings. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at your place of employment. You yeah. ain't meeting a cutie there. No. I mean, maybe, I don't know. But <laughs> definitely not. So it's like if you're not if your environment isn't just you know, with young people, not even like young, but you know, people with your same age range or interests yeah. aren't circling around you. Like, what mm-hmm. else are you supposed to do? Yeah. But then also, dating at work can cause problems. So True. You might not want to date someone you work with. True. Although that happens a lot just because you're like around those people and you yeah. develop crushes or whatever. Yeah. Work, work wife, work husband. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to the next question. Okay, next question. Any advice on international relationships? Ooh. It sounds rough. Yeah. uh, Here's my question, though. Is it long-term international, or is this, like, a temporary thing? Yeah. Because I feel like, at some point, if it's not temporary, 
at some point someone's got to make a decision to right. make to be in the same place. I think there has to be an understanding between the two people that one of them is going to move mm-hmm. in the future. Right. Um within a year or whatever. Like there has to be some sort yeah. of motion or plan yeah. that or maybe you're like let's see where we are in a year yeah. and evaluate whether or not let's see we like take the after next 6 step. months if you yeah. want to come visit and like we can see how yeah. you like what you know. Whatever. I think communication, though, has to be really important. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. I mean, things are way easier now than they used to be. Like, we have FaceTime and Skype and, you know, Facebook WhatsApp, chat and yeah. all this stuff to chat. Because, like, this isn't international, but I always think about my parents when they were dating. When my dad was in college and my mom was at home. Yeah. <laughs> this is what they had to do. At his college, there was, like, a telephone in the dorm, (laughs) and they would have a set time every week where my mom would call, and he had to be there to to answer the phone, (laughs) and then because it was, like, a long-distance call, she would set the timer on their microwave or something for 15 minutes, and they would talk for 15 minutes, and then they said goodbye, and they did that once a week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And now it's like, I haven't heard from them in 24 hours. Like, Mm -hmm. what's going on? Yeah. So Trust, too. I mean, like, if you're both young and you're both, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel communication and trust has to be, like, paramount in your relationship. And also um, just really making sure to make the time for each other. Because when Mm -hmm. you only ever check in via phone or something... You can always run into that thing where, like, you call the other person, but they're, like, out with friends, and they're like, hey, can I call you back another time? It's just... And then you can end up feeling kind of, like, forgotten. Right. So I feel like you have to make the time uh, for each other. But you can also do that thing where um, you, like, do a phone call or a video call or something, and you can just kind of hang out with each other. Right. Maybe they're, you know, at their place cooking dinner and you're at your place cooking dinner. You put on FaceTime, prop your phone up, and you can chat. Yeah. It can almost feel like you're hanging out. Yeah, definitely. I think, though, that a good idea, too, for your relation, for international relationship is to, like, set guidelines for yourself so it doesn't feel like you're constantly missing each other. So mm-hmm. maybe you do set, like, we're going to chat for 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do it at 4 o'clock p.m. my time. Yeah. And, you know, if you, if something comes up, that's fine. Just, right. like, communicate. Like, oh, I have a just work reschedule. thing. reschedule. Yeah. Right. But, like, just an established and schedule. And it has to be, like, a priority. Like, right. a date. Like, you're And I feel like if, it's, if that person's not really willing to do that, that's, like, kind of a red flag. Yeah. Because then they're probably not valuing your relationship enough. Right. I don't know. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that international relationships could be great, but I do think there has to be a deadline. (laughs) Yeah. And then you also probably need to set up times to visit each other, which Uh can be very expensive. Uh Uh-huh. So you, like, probably should always have a date in the future where you know you're going to see each other so Mm -hmm. you can look forward to that. Yeah. If anyone has any experience with international relationships, either successes or failures, Mm -hmm. call us. Yeah. Because, I mean, I technically did this with Luke when he studied abroad. Right. When we were in college. So it was, like, the whole spring semester. Right. But then I went to visit him kind of halfway through. Right. But I think it was, like, 
12 weeks at a time. We didn't see each other. But we had, like, Skype and stuff, right? So... Different time. Yeah. Yeah. But we were also both in college and super busy. And broke. And broke, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, it can be done, but it's definitely hard. Oh, yeah. It's definitely hard. Yeah. I mean, I think if you have a relationship, you meet someone and they just so happen to not live in the country or they live on the other side of the country or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, it just comes down to, like, both of you knowing how important the other person is to you and communicating and having trust. Because internationally, you also have to deal with time changes. Time zones. visas and stuff. Yeah. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. I mean, props to you. Yeah, good luck on that. Yeah. This is also a travel question. Any good travel romances slash flings, do we have stories? Mm. Do you have any? No, (laughs) because all of my traveling has been with Luke. (laughs) So, I mean... Bless you, Gilmore. Gilmore. (laughs) Um, No, I I have no travel romances slash flings. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I've done some solo trips, but, like, I've always been monogamous with Luke, so it's not (laughs) on the table. Um, I have a summer camp fling. Oh! (laughs) That's cute. Yeah, so I went to a week-long camp in the summer, which is something I did a lot of summers when I was younger, but this particular summer, I was 12, and Ooh. there was a cute counselor in training who was 14. <laughs> You're older <laughs> men. I know. But this was so funny, because I remember, like, all the girls had a crush on him. And I kind of did, too. But then he liked me. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. It's also so funny looking back on this, because this all was over the span of a week, but it feels like such a saga. It felt like a whole novel of yeah. a story. Yeah. So, like... And it's, I'm like, we didn't, like, kiss or anything, but it was just, like, a mutual understanding that we kind of had crushes on each yeah, other. Yeah, flirtation. Yeah, flirtation. And uh, so that was going on. But then <laughs> at the end of the week, I think he actually kind of asked for my phone number or something to, like, keep in touch. And I was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this was just a fling, friend. Yeah. But also it's really funny because... Um, the, in my brain, the way this kid looked is what Robert looked like when he was in college. Because when co- Robert was in college, he looked like he was 14. You have a type. <laughs> but yeah, like, and um, I remember he was really into Linkin Park and Robert was into Linkin Park. Of course. So basically, I had a fling with a Robert doppelganger when I was 12. Little did you know. Yeah. You'd be married to him. Wonder what that guy's doing now. Well, we actually have an email that was written to us about a, like, summer, or no, a uh, travel fling, travel-related anecdote, so I'm going to read that now. Okay. Okay. I haven't heard this yet. Okay. So I was visiting a friend in Siena, Italy, because she was studying abroad there, and it was during my backpacking trip. While all of the girls were on her trip, were hooking up with fellow Americans in the program. The first night I was there, I met this Italian slash Croatian guy at a 24-hour pizza place in the main square (laughs) whose name was Coco. What? Of course. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. 24-hour pizza place. Sounds great. Okay. He was gorgeous. But when I started talking to him, I realized he spoke almost no English. Mm. I guess I could work with that. (laughs) 
<laughs> Most of the English he knew was from American pop culture, mostly pop songs. So we went on this romantic <laughs> nighttime walk through a park there, and at one point he looks up to the stars and goes, shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> I was dying of laughter. Basically, we spent a week attached to, attached at the hip, having espresso for breakfast together in the morning and pizza and wine with friends at night, living my best classic Italian life. I fast-tracked and learned a bunch of its basic Italian, and he continued to communicate with me through pop songs. (laughs) I love this. When I left Siena, we kept in touch a bit, but obviously since communication was minimal, it fizzled out pretty quickly. But it was a fun Italian fling for sure. I feel like it's a good, sometimes hilarious experience to date someone who either speaks a different language or comes from a different culture. So I love that. That's so funny. Shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> I didn't even think about that aspect of an international relationship. Yeah. The I mean, language barrier and cultural differences. And for stuff. sure. I mean, who doesn't dream of a hot Oh my God, Italian that makes me think guy. of um, like, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants uh, in Greece. That's all I'm like imagining a, my like summer's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. <are> Mia. <laughs> Did you tell Luke? <laughs> he can, you know. <laughs> Take a short break. It's just feel like we're gonna take a pause. This has been a childhood dream of mine <laughs> for like, a long listen, time. Listen, I need my green. I need the Costas. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is that his name? What's oh. his name? I can't remember. Lena was whatever. Sister of traveling pants. Yeah. That's but definitely yeah. like a fantasy though. Oh, you know what else? The Hillary Duff um Lizzie McGuire oh, movie. Oh my god. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was Paolo, in Italy, that was, right? Yeah, that was in Rome. They went on, like, a Vespa ride around Germany Yeah, but he was such a phony. Yeah. Anyway, spoiler alert. If you <laughs> the want to watch the <laughs> Lizzie McGuire movie. Um, yeah, I, I wish I had a travel romance story. I mean, as a child, I always imagined I'd marry a British man. But, uh-huh. like, here we are. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, has not happened yet. Yeah. But, yeah. That's so funny. So, that was a sweet email. Thanks for writing that in. That was funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this one's juicy. Ooh, okay. Best way to end a friends with benefits situation. We've been friends with benefits for 2.5 years. Mm. That's a long time. That is a long time. Okay, so I have lots of questions and we can't really ask this person because they're not here. But first, some things to consider. Well, have you ever had friends with benefits situation? No, it's not how I roll. I, like, kind of had that, but, like, I couldn't deal. So, the closest I had was, like, once or twice I've had a close male friend where the relationship has, like, leaned towards, like, romantic-y, and I had to, like, break up with that person without even being with them to be like, no. Yeah. Put the brakes on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's as close as I... I've ever gotten. Yeah. As someone who has, quote unquote, no chill, um, <laughs> no chill. yeah, I, I had a kind of a situation with friends with benefits, but I just, I, I realized really quickly that like I was catching feelings and I was just like, mm. I can't, this is like bad for me. Mm. Um, but anyway, how do you end it? I mean, a couple of questions. One, are you actually friends? Like, are you oh. actually friends or are you just acquaintances? Are you just like. Is this someone in your real life that you want to have a continued friendship friendship with? And can you have a friendship with this person? That's a good distinction. Like, is this something where you're going to end it 
and it's like, you want to be in a relationship with this person? Yeah. Or is this, you want to end it and... That's what I want to know. Yeah. Like, do you want this to just stop? Or are you catching feelings? And yeah. you'd rather take it further and be in a relationship. Yeah. But you feel like they're just in it for their friends with benefits. Yeah. And if that's the case, first things first, you need to have that conversation. You got to chat about it. Yeah. Or you just, okay, you have to have a nice sit down with yourself Okay. And lay out what the options are mm-hmm. when you have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and figure you out have how to you, prepare yourself. How do you really feel about this? Right. Are you going to go to this person and be like, I want to be honest with you. We've been friends with benefits for a long time, but I know that I have... I'm, I have stronger feelings for you mm-hmm. than maybe I intended. Right. And it's starting to hurt me just being a friend to you. And I want to know how you feel about it. Right. And then you have to like sit down and be like, if he says, I don't want that, what's your response going to be? Right. Or you also have to think about, maybe he does like you. Like right. more than a friend. And yeah. you've been in this sort of mode for a long time that he might need yeah. that push. Yeah. But so... I also I also kind of doubt that. Like, because I think if a guy really likes someone, I feel like mm-hmm. they put it out on the line. Unless he thinks... She doesn't like him. What if oh, he's the one who's more interested? True. And he's just trying to keep this going. What are the dynamics here? I wish I knew. Yeah. I wish I knew. So yeah, conversation needs to happen. And it sounds like you either need either need to take it to the next level, if that's what you want. Or you need to tell them it's over. But then this is where I think the most important way to make it actually stop. If you're not going right. to... Like, start a relationship, you need to start dating other people. Yeah. You kind of got to put yourself out there. Yeah. Um, also, if this is something where you think, maybe this guy likes to play games. Maybe he likes to have his cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe they're not a great human. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But like... I mean, and this is... This question sounds like this person no longer wants this. Like, if two people are enjoying being friends with benefits... Good for them. Right. This sounds like we're at a crossroads here. Yes. So which way are you going to go? Yeah. Um, and I think that, like, you making yourself unavailable right. for someone is a big, that's a big flag yeah. waving in their face. Like, <laughs> but also, like, you don't want to end it, but then be, like, lonely some night. And then be, and like, at 12 a.m. So that's when you go on yeah. Tinder or something. Yeah. And put yourself out there. Yeah. And go meet some other people. Because maybe you yeah. also need to just get this person out of your head. Yeah. You know? Out of your system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to know more. Like, maybe you want to write us in and give us some more details and we'll do it as a listener question. Yeah. But um, to any of these, we'd love follow-up yeah. responses. But yeah. Oh, also, sorry if we assumed this was, like, a hetero relationship. Yeah, we should have said... But oh, it goes yeah. <laughs> either way. Yeah. You know. Same Him situation. or her. Yeah. Or they. What is your advice for not getting too invested too early into getting to know someone new? <laughs> I'm like, let you take that, because I'm not very good at that. Oh, God. Well, see, I do kind of have this experience with Robert, because and this is where sometimes I wonder, like, what would it have been like if Robert and I knew each other, like, as friends mm-hmm. before we dated? But we went, we met each other and just started dating. So that's our only basis for being together. Right. 
But we did definitely take it slow because I had broken up with Luke not too long before he and I met. Mm -hmm. So I was like being careful with myself for that reason. And also Robert's just like not one of those guys who makes moves. (laughs) He's very cautious. So which was good for me. Um, as I never felt pressured in any way or whatever. Um, so, I mean, like in our case, like we didn't kiss until like our seventh date. So we actually just like really got to know each other as friends, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, obviously people who are interested in each other, Mm -hmm. but you know, we didn't go to like the physical end of things fast at all. But you had to remind yourself to be like, I can't get like all in yeah. the minute we meet because yeah and also knows. this was me trying to start dating right and this is your first college <laughs> right but instead I just got a husband yeah um I think yeah I don't know yeah I don't know I think as someone who perhaps does get invested too early um, but I do think that's something about, like, the way I view attraction. Like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost like a light on or, on or yeah. off for me. Like, when that's I think, how I am, too. When I think about the guys I've been interested in, it's sort of been, like, it's either been immediately on mm-hmm. or immediately off. And then for Luke, as an example, like, we were friends for a long time. Right. And I always had the, the light off because I was just <laughs> like, no, he's just a friend. Like, okay. I'm not interested Mm-hmm. I want to go move after graduation. Like, the light is off. And it was pretty much off for every man at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, I realized I was being drawn to him. And I was like, I wanted to spend my time with him. Why mm-hmm. was I texting him? And, mm-hmm. and I was just like, hold on. And all of a sudden, it was like, whoop, 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 whoop. And like, <laughs> and I like played, black, played back all these memories of uh-huh. like him. And I was just like, and the light was like, boop on. And then like, oh, I am interested. Yeah. And Luke was pretty much there and waiting with his <laughs> arms open. So like we pretty much immediately hopped in and I moved in like not long. It was like, you know? Yeah. But I do think that, um, I, I worry about that, about me because I worry if I'm codependent in that mm-hmm. way. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, I, if I'm if i single and I immediately just want to be with someone, is that a sign of codependency? Yeah. I don't know. So, I think um, if I could go back in time as I am now, mm-hmm. and I was single, I think one thing I would tell this person is um, when you meet someone, you have to think about the way that you view your life and how they would fit into it. And if they're adding things into your life and making it more exciting and thrilling and fun, Mm -hmm. or if you're just solely just wanting a partner, Mm -hmm. um, if you just want like someone to cuddle you and make out with, (laughs) or if this is someone that's adding something to your life that together everything's better. Yeah. Um, So that would be question number one. And then I don't really know, like too invested too early. What are some things mm. that people do when they're invested too early? Well, it are you giving to up me, everything you have? It sounds to me like this listener is just afraid of getting hurt. Yeah. So I would maybe counter this by saying, don't worry about it. Like, if you are really all in on someone right away, mm-hmm. just like be okay with that. But maybe what you need to be okay with 
is giving them time to get there. Mm-hmm. So if they don't seem as all in as you are right away, but you're still having fun together, give that person the time and space to meet you there mm-hmm. with, in, a, in a reasonable amount of time. Right. <laughs> but I would caution against going into dating with like your guard up. Right. And if you really like someone, just let yourself feel that. And if they don't feel it back, then you just have to accept that that's not the right person for you. Right. And also, it might suck a little bit, but then you'll you'll get over it. Yeah, and if and if see, I read this as more like I'm I didn't like this reader is identifying something in themselves that is a signal of insecurity. Like mm. I immediately want to jump into a relationship as soon as I get to know someone when I'm dating them. Gotcha. Maybe that's just my own like <laughs> Could go either way. Yeah. I mean, and I do think if it's whether that's like the codependent sort of thing we talked about or if you are afraid of getting hurt. Yeah. I think, you know, or maybe they're just like us where they aren't really a casual dater. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, some things I would just say in general when you're getting to know someone is like, you need to check in with yourself. Am I changing myself when I'm around this person? Mm -hmm. Do I have to like subdue myself or amplify myself that makes me feel not right yeah um how do you feel when you leave hanging out with this person do you feel better or do you feel insecure Mm -hmm. like just these things that any person dating should ask themselves when they hang out with them yeah and I do think like if this is something where you've been hurt before maybe yeah you sort of have to like let the gates open and see what happens because hmm, you never know this might be someone who is super important right in your life. So, yeah. It's hard to say. Again, I wish I knew more about you. Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> oh, right. I love this. What are some absolute red flags when getting <laughs> to know someone after a few dates? Lying. Yeah. <laughs> if someone lies to me, it's over. Even a small lie. Yeah. Like, that. that's a big red flag. Yeah, that's if, bad. If you can't have an honest conversation with that person, that's not good. Um, I would just say your interests, I hate to say this, but politics, if you have very different political views, I'm not saying it's a like end all be all, but for me, it would be something I don't think I could move past in certain aspects Mm -hmm. unless they're sort of like a moderate, I guess. Mm -hmm. But if they are someone who's touting ideas and ideologies that are super against what you believe what in. I what, what your, your core, core beliefs, beliefs are <laughs> yeah. yeah like that's a huge yeah. thing I would also say if this person makes you feel bad like kind of what you were saying like yeah do they say things that make you feel insecure or less than or something right. or like there's something wrong with you that's right. a red flag if they're phony yeah if they're controlling if they're posers <laughs> uh I don't know like have you have you ever, like, experienced getting to know, like, a friend and been like, that's a red flag, I don't like that person, or I don't think that person's mm-hmm. going to be my friend? Most of the time it's like, they're lying, they're fake, they're... Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're, like, being really um, gossipy and negative right. about their so-called friends. Oh, yeah, they're and talking about like, someone that you know. Like, yeah. They could talk about me like that Yeah, I was a friend. Yeah, also, if you're really... Intri- I mean, another thing, red flag, after, this is after a few dates, so I'm assuming you're you're kind of getting more serious about mm-hmm. seeing this person more. Yeah. So, if they're 
if there's just straightforward and they're saying, I'm just playing the field. Yeah. And you are not interested in just playing the field, that would be a red flag. Right. Like, you have to be on the same sort of wavelength as far as where your paths are going. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Although, this is a little recommendation. Um, the Tinder podcast? I forget. What? I think it's called the DTR or something. Or it used to be called that. I'll find a link to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a Tinder podcast. But I recently listened to an episode, because my friend Allie recommended it with Jason Mansukis, who I love. <laughs> so it's like, um, the host will have a guest on, like Jason Mansukis, who's a comedian. He's from the podcast, How Did This Get Made, and stuff. And then they have someone who's on Tinder, like, I think someone who either, like, works in the office or is a friend or something. And they'll take that person's Tinder profile... And swipe for them, but also talk to them about, like, what they're looking for and yeah. stuff to try to swipe for them. Hmm. And, but this episode in particular was really interesting because the person they were talking to was like, I am looking for a partner. So if she goes on a date and finds out that guy is not, not then she's like, goodbye. But then Jason was saying that she shouldn't do that. And I was very much, like, on the women's side of this. And by the end, he kind of won me over because he was kind of saying, like, kind of like that other question where I was saying, it sounds like this person doesn't want to get hurt. Mm -hmm. And he was saying how you might be shutting yourself off from something great because you could go on a date with someone and they're like, I'm just playing the field. Meanwhile, you're looking for something serious. But then what if you go on a few dates with that person And then that person realizes that you are their person and they're done. And, like, they actually do want to be with you. So, I I mean, I think that's kind of a long shot. You know, that person has to be the right kind of person to Mm -hmm. open themselves up to something serious when they weren't looking for that. Yeah. But if you leave yourself open to the possibility, Uh who knows? So I would say take that with a grain of salt. But that's something well, to keep right. in the back of your I mind. Think, I think, like, you shouldn't... I don't know if you're, say, on your first date. Like, I'm looking for a serious relationship. And if you're not, like... Well, yeah. But, so... And that's kind of what he right. was saying. Like, like that's don't a do little that. intense. But if you've gone on a few dates, like this person mm-hmm. said, like, maybe it's, like, so are you... It's just a casual question. Like, mm-hmm. are you seeing other people? Like, do you right. see yourself, like, being in a relationship? Or... Yeah. Is there... I mean, I, I feel like it's a really hard question to ask, but, like... Do you see yourself having kids? What are your ideas on marriage? Like, these are mm-hmm. questions that happen a long time after you're starting to get to know someone. Right. But I don't know. Like, I don't think I'm someone who wants to... I don't want to play around. Just, like, tell mm-hmm. me what you like. Right. And I'll be able to figure out, okay, I can make that mm-hmm. work. Or, like, nah. I also think, like, this theory only works for a handful of dates. Right. Because a handful of dates in, I think you're either going to know right. that you're not interested or you are, and then if they're really still like, no, I'm not looking for anything serious Ooh, at all. I just thought of another red flag totally. What? If they're a picky eater. <laughs> if I, if, so help me, if I had to date someone who only wants to eat chicken nuggets. Yeah, I, I couldn't do that either. That would be. That would be bad. Yeah. I'm a foodie. Like, yeah. I want to go and try new restaurants. I want to mm-hmm. try 
I don't, oh, that would be tough. Yeah. I think you need to have enough overlapping interests, but also enough that makes you different. Oh, yeah. So. They shouldn't be an exact replica of you, but. Yeah. Last question, right? Yep, last one. Which is love languages. Do we think they're legit? Uh, yeah. I definitely do. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I would, I think we should do like a whole episode on them at some point. Yeah. But I definitely do, and I I think they can be really helpful to keep in the back of your mind when you are dating someone, or even with friends mm-hmm. or family members, like, understanding I think it, that people yeah. show and appreciate love in different forms. Yeah. I think when I first was introduced to the idea of love languages, P.S., if you don't know what we're talking about, love languages, there's like how many of them? Five. Five? Yeah. There's different ways that people express and receive yeah. love. I think I can name them. It's... Acts of service. Acts of service, physical touch, um, words of affirmation. Right. Uh, presence. Oh, quality time. Yeah, quality time. And isn't it like... Oh, gifts. Gifts, yeah. Giving gifts. So, out of the five, people receive love or appreciate love a different way than they may give love or they may be the same and then basically understanding your partner or your friends Mm -hmm. way that they take in or express love Mm -hmm. through these languages just gives you a better understanding of how they're how they feel about Mm -hmm. you and you know the way that I might view love may be completely different than the way Luke expresses it so Mm You know, it, it just gives you a better understanding. It's like, oh, Luke's love language is words of affirmation. That's great. But, like, I would prefer physical touch. Mm-hmm. Knowing each other's yeah. love language helps you connect better. Yeah, because then if your partner feels love a specific way that's not your natural way of showing it, then you can make an effort mm-hmm. to try to show them love in that way because it actually is very important to them. Right. So... And don't they say, like, you only... It's really only one... I think it's usually, like, two. Okay. What happens if you like all five? <laughs> well, then that would be easy, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess I yeah. guess that's true. You'd, like... Yeah. I think yeah. there's usually one or two that we need Stronger. more Stronger. Yeah. yeah. Well, what are yours? My... The way I show love is um, quality time and words of affirmation. Yeah. And also probably acts of service. Yeah. Um... In terms of receiving love, I don't, I don't know what my most important ones are. Yeah. But, like, Robert, I would say, is physical touch and acts of service. Yeah. Neither one of us are gift givers. Thank God. Yeah, Luke and I aren't either. Luke's... Wait, the way that Luke expresses and the way that I like it is acts of service... And quality time. Mm-hmm. So, like, Luke's, you know, symbol of, like, showing love is taking the trash out for me mm-hmm. when I don't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. Or doing the dishes when, like, you know, I'm yeah. on my laptop working on something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Luke likes words of affirmation and acts of service. But and how I don't, do you, how I don't do you... like doing acts of service. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I definitely appreciate acts of service. Yeah. I think that's, like, a very feminine thing. Yeah. Like, it feels great. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, when my partner provides for me, yeah, I that's do great. Stuff. Yeah. But I think that even work relationships can 
benefit from knowing love languages too. Like your boss Mm -hmm. may be someone who is not a words of affirmation person. Yeah. But they will uh, give you quality time to discuss yeah. What you need to do to grow or yeah. like ideas that they have. So if you're, if your way that mm-hmm. you appreciate love is by words of affirmation and you're just not getting it. Yeah. You might have to flip the switch. And right. Re- and realize that. Yeah. They are actually showing me love in yeah. like a work form, but. Right. In their own way. That happened with me and Robert when we first were together. Cause I was the one who said, I love you first. Mm-hmm. And I did tell him, I was like don't feel pressured to like say this until you're ready. And then one day I realized that like, cause Robert's is physical touch. He's a, he's a hugger. Mm-hmm. Like Robert will give me a good solid hug like several times a week. Yeah. And I realized one day that like he would just hug me and I was like, Oh, this That's is basically him way. saying, I love you. So he's just hugging me for no other reason, except that he wants to hug me. Right. So, and like, that was like a light bulb moment for me where I realized, oh, he might not be saying I love you yet, but also that's not his love language. This is his love language. Right. And I can basically think of every time he hugs me as him saying I love you. Yeah. I think, don't you think though that we sort of pair up with people where at least you have one thing in common? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd really struggle if Luke was doing like gifts and mm-hmm. I don't know, like one of the other ones that I don't really like a lot. I, I would really struggle with that because I'd be like, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I don't think I realized how important physical touch was to me until I was with Robert. Right. Because the way he does that actually means a lot to me. Like, um, like say we're like out at a bar at a party and he just like puts his hand on my back. Like that just makes me feel like, oh, we're here together. Right. And it's not something you would necessarily think think that no. you would need or want but when it happens yeah. you're like oh I really yeah. do love that it's just like a way of saying like hey I see you yeah. and I care about you yeah and I'm glad you're here with me you know what I mean yeah so rather than him saying hey I'm glad we're here together I'm having so much fun like just a little hand on the on the back right. is like oh that's or a compliment you're like thanks <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah I do think they're real I think they're really important yeah and I also just think they're really fun to think it about. might be fun like you said to do a whole episode on it yeah because we could both like take the yeah I feel like again I've never actually taken the legit quiz oh, okay so yeah. I gotta do that I've yeah. just sort of it's kind of assumed long. what my we'll link to it in the show notes yeah maybe we'll the, ooh, it might be fun to do like a whole like personality test thing yeah like your Myers-Briggs, your mm-hmm. Enneagram, right? love languages. Some of this crap I just don't really buy into, but uh-huh. like I do actually buy into love languages. Yeah. I think it's a legitimate thing because mm-hmm. I think it simplifies how people relate. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's useful. This was fun. Yeah. Thanks for sending in questions. Yeah. And, that was... Um, Definitely hit us up with those follow-ups yeah. responses or if you have or your own thoughts. you have an addendum or another question, we'd be happy to answer them in our listener question portion of a, any episode. So Yeah. Which we're going to skip for this one because the whole episode is <laughs> yeah. listener questions. Right. <laughs> so we're on to recommendations, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Mine I brought today. Oh. I invested in The Ordinary. And by invested, I mean I spent $25, and it was the best $25 I've ever spent. Okay. okay. I, I haven't tried any of their products, but I am astounded at how cheap they are. It's mind-blowing. Okay, so it's not like a huge amount of product. Yeah. So The Ordinary is basically this company. I think they're from Canada. But they 
it's no frills, no fluff. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, the branding isn't super extraordinary. Right. It's called but it, the ordinary. But it's like glass bottles and glass stuff, Glass right? bottles. So and it feels like droppers. Yes. But it's all scientifically labeled. Like, they're not giving it a froofy name. They're mm-hmm. just naming you what is inside of the product. Okay. So um, I was really overwhelmed by this because I didn't know skincare that well. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just need something that makes me hydrated. Yeah. So more or less on The Ordinary's website, they have example regiments. Yeah, mm. regiments that they called. That's what they called them. Uh-huh. Um, and it says for different types of skin. And yeah. So like through experimentation, I've figured out what works and what doesn't, what mm-hmm. type of skin I have. And long story short, I got... Some pretty basic ones for normal skin. Okay. Um, hydration, mm-hmm. especially in the winter. So I got their Buffet Multi Technology Peptide Serum. This goes on like after you wash. Okay. And it's in an eyedropper, glass eyedropper. This goes along your whole face. Yep. And then this is a hyaluronic acid mm. 2% plus B5. Oh. Um, and this goes on after your or before your cream. So like if you have mm-hmm. like an overnight cream or something you put on, I just put this on after I put on the buffet. Wow, I did one drop of the buffet and this is a lot of product. Yeah. Like it it really spreads around. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like although it's a small hmm. bottle, you're getting a lot of stuff. They sell this stuff at Sephora? I got this off of their website. So but I had it's it shipped. not like a Target thing, right? No, it's not. I wish, but it's very affordable. Like, I think this was seven bucks. What the heck? And this was seven bucks. No way. Yeah. Um, oh I just ordered a hyaluronic serum that was not $7. That's what I mean. And I couldn't believe how affordable it was. And they just label it by what's inside. It's yeah. kind of mind-blowing. Um, so I put those two on. And mm, then this is a peeling solution, Whoa. a.k.a. Um, uh, exfoliant facial. Mm-hmm. It's called their AHA 30% BHA 2% peeling solution. But this goes on maybe once a week. I have pretty sensitive skin. So is and that something you put on and then you literally peel it off? You don't no, let it dry? It's not like that necessarily. It's bas- it's kind of opaque. Like it goes on and it like, mm. it sits on for 10 minutes and okay. then you just wash as normal, and then it's oh. like a chemical peel, I Chemical guess. exfoliant? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I liked it because I was nervous that this was going to make my face really freak out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the next day, I was like, do we? Oh. It was impressive. <laughs> it was very impressive. Cool. So I got these three, and I love all three of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sold on the Ordinary brand. Like, I feel like I want to try a couple other prods. All right. It's affordable, which I thought yeah. was really, really nice. It seems nice. like a good option for um, dipping your toe into some of these things. Yes, and they're travel size, too, which I really like. Oh, nice. So that's yeah. really awesome. Cool. Well, my recommendation is charcoal sticks. <laughs> what? So... Like I mentioned before, we like to travel with swell bottles, mm-hmm. but we visit Robert's family in Ohio a lot, and his parents just moved in with their grandparents. The water comes from a well. Ah, uh, yeah. And the water smells and tastes like eggs, which is Sulfur. awful. So, and they have bottled water there, but they're also in the middle of nowhere, and there's no good way to recycle it. So it just feels so insane to be drinking bottled water constantly when we're there. 
So I looked for a good water bottle that had a built-in filter. Uh-huh. But I didn't find any that I really liked. So I ended up going with this option, which is you buy these charcoal sticks. So I'll link to this. And you just put this stick in your small bottle and it'll filter your water. Interesting. So it does take about, mm, I would say minimum 15 to 20 minutes, but more like an hour before you can really taste a difference. So, like, if I have it in my water bottle and I refill it and I drink from it, it is going to taste a little funny for the first 15, 20 minutes. But after, like, an hour, the water tastes like nothing. And what's also really cool about these is if you notice they start to not really be working, you just boil it in water for 10 minutes to, like... It's reactivated. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. So, super eco-friendly and can turn any water bottle into yeah. a filtered water bottle. And then also, if you're like a Brita person, but you're tired of replacing filters and stuff, um, or you kind of want a Brita but don't want to spend the money, you could just keep like a glass carafe of water in your fridge or on your countertop and put like two of these in there and then have filtered water. There you go. So, Or some people put them in the water tank of their fridge. That's cool. So... So it's automatically filtered. Yeah. So they're really like versatile and stuff. That's awesome. And they weren't expensive at all. They're from Japan. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. And it's also a good little travel hack. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah. Cool. What a fun episode. Yeah. So thanks for joining y'all. Yeah. Um, If you're loving the podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Every review helps us with the annoying iTunes algorithm. Yeah. It's just true. Yeah. And don't forget to send us your questions, which thanks again for the ones you sent yes, for today's thank episode. Yes, thank you, thank you, We appreciate you guys. But yeah, if you want to talk to us about food or travel or love and relationships or whatever, dating, definitely yeah. send us your stuff. You can reach us on Instagram at Passport Pizza Pod. You can leave us a voicemail at 717-964-0215. Yep, and our show notes with all the links and details of the products, recommendations, and so on can be found on our website at www.passportsandpizza.com. And if you want to follow us in our day-to-day lives on Instagram, you can follow me. I'm at Sarah underscore Cornelius underscore, and Laura is at Roman Golightly. So you can follow us on there. Yeah. And last but not least, a big thank you to Will Gingrich for our theme music. And we'll talk to you next time. Yes. Bye. Bye. Yum. <laughs> We're putting out our mating calls. <laughs> yeah.